Today, we're going to be talking about the power of the positive. Well, there's certainly no lack of concerning news, situations happening around the world, in our country, and even our own little towns and our neighborhoods. And all of those concerning situations and unfortunate events that can cause a lot of feelings of negativity. And that negativity can spill over and infect our environment. And what do I mean exactly by infect our environment? I'm sure you've had the experience of where you've walked into a room where there were some other people and whether or not things were being said or maybe it was completely silent or maybe there was a conversation going on. But the conversation didn't really cause you any concern. But the moment you walked into that room, you felt an energy. You felt some negative something that just didn't feel right. On the flip side, I bet you have attended at least one sporting event where your team was the home team and they were winning and all of the fans for the home team were just so pumped and so excited and there was such an energy and it was so positive. So based on those two examples and countless other ones, we can start to understand the power of both the negative and the positive. What we read, view, see, participate in, pay attention to, all of those things have the ability to have a great influence over our feelings. It also has a huge impact on our performance at work. So what is the environment that you work in? If you're in charge of a team, what kind of environment are you creating for your team? There was a decades-long study done by psychologists and business consultants that focused on infusing positivity into the workplace. They found that it takes three positive comments, experiences, or expressions to fend off the languishing effects of one negative one. When the negative experiences were equal to or exceeded the number of positive ones, the work team's performance suffered significantly. If the positive experiences exceeded the negative ones by a ratio of six to one, the teams produced their very best work. So what kind of environment do you work in? Or what kind of environment are you creating for your team? When I was the CEO of a retail chain, I would travel with my regional and district managers to different stores for visits. And there was one market that we visited, a store in the morning, and the energy was just electric. The moment we walked in, everyone was engaged, the team was having a great time, the store manager was being very clear with her assignment of roles and responsibilities to everybody on the team. They were all engaging with the customers, they were having a great time. Later that day, we visited another store within that same market, and there was a definite difference in the style of management at that store. This store manager was very clear in what she wanted her team to do, but she also intervened immediately if any team member did something that was just a little off, or if they had a question, she just jumped in and took over. There was a dramatic difference in the feeling in that store. It was a, a tension, a frustration, maybe even a little bit of apathy, because the team members knew that no matter what they did, they were probably gonna do it wrong or not good enough. So I asked the regional manager and the district manager to join me outside the store. And I asked them to tell me what were the differences between the two stores and what did they observe? 
Well, after some discussion, they definitely observed the same things that I did. So I asked them, well, what was it? What was the contributing factor to the difference? It was a 180 degree difference between these two stores. What were the reasons why there was such a difference? Well, both the regional and the district manager zeroed in on the key points that it was how the store managers approached leading their teams that was the key cause of the difference. The store manager we visited in the morning was very positive. She provided positive encouragement to the team members, noticed when they did something well, commented on it, complimented them, and thanked them for doing a good job. The store manager that we visited in the afternoon was very critical, hopped on every little thing that they didn't do and criticized them when they weren't going to meet their goals. It was no wonder that the store we visited in the afternoon was a horrible environment to work in. So here's a challenge for you. This is the three, three, three challenge. And it's really simple. Three times a day for at least three days a week for the next three weeks, find someone to compliment or to thank. There are only two rules. You must be genuine and you must be specific. If you take this 333 challenge, I guarantee you it will lift your spirits. It will be a pleasant experience for both you and for those that you find to compliment or thank. It will help you retrain your brain to be seeking out and looking for the positive as well as appreciating the positive. And when you get to appreciate the positive and you share that with others, well, you're doing your part to raise your game and to bring a positive, impactful experience to your little corner of the world. And that is a great thing. So take the 333 challenge and discover the power of the positive. For more tips like this, like us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts, just search for Retail Level Up. Go to visit our website, retaillevelup.com, and be sure to sign up for our email subscription. We send Monday Motivation and Top Tip Tuesday because we can all use a little extra motivation right now and we can certainly use some top tips because now, even more than ever, it's time to level up.